Hey guys, welcome to We Are the Watchers of Movies. Um, just so you guys know, we have kind of a weird schedule coming up. I have a couple weekends, which I'm a little bit busy and I'm going to be out of town. So we are going to do our best to get you a episode by the end of this month, other than this one that we're posting now. So uh, just stay tuned. Okay, and today we're doing The Mummy from 2017. Not the amazing 1999 version, which is my favorite. <laughs> I'm Lauren. I'm Samantha. <laughs> All right. Let's start. So, um, I have to adjust again. <laughs> first thing, Classic first things first. Yeah. If we timelined it out, introductions, <laughs> adjustments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, as I was saying to you before, I think it's funny how much you hated this movie. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie that I hated more than this one. Did you hate Star Trek Beyond more than this one? No. Oh my gosh. If somebody <laughs> held up two movie cases and said, you can only watch one movie for the rest of your life, and one of them was The Mummy, and one of them was Star Trek, <laughs> I wouldn't even think about it. Star Trek Beyond. I would stake Tar, I would stake tar Trek <laughs> Beyond before The Mummy in a heartbeat. Oh man. This movie was terrible. I think I would take The Mummy, honestly. It was so difficult to watch. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, you know, and when you texted me about the whole thing with the the veiled comments about Tom Cruise's virility, dude, so cringy and gross. It like was so weird. Like, and there's a part where he's like, 15 seconds or whatever, and I was like, or 12 seconds yeah. or whatever. I'm like, So him in this, like archaeologist woman have an off-screen one-night stand that happens before the movie starts so then they meet again under you know like duress <laughs> and she's talking to this army general and she was saying that they they had a one-night stand why would you tell him that because uh, i don't know but because <laughs> tom cruise stole some map from her okay so can after, i talk about she that asleep. yeah she, <laughs> can i talk about that this dumb ass woman, okay, has this mat. Like, and I'm, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. I'm all about women, like, owning their sexuality. You know, it's great. However, this woman is a dumbass because she has this map that is probably likely the only map in the world of this of this place that she has to go. Seems like it's the case, right? And it's a really valuable thing that she needs. So she just yeah. like what leaves it on the counter. Also, like, she doesn't put it in a. Uh, a, um, a safe? Uh, thank you, yeah, a safe. But here's like, something else. If I was a woman, I think I'd rather, well, I don't know now that I'm saying it aloud, but I think maybe going to the man's hotel would be better because well, that's then what I was you don't too. have a man in your hotel room that you have to kick out. But then I guess who knows what's waiting for you at his hotel room. But That's true. I just, so many things went wrong, and we didn't even get to see any of that situation not that I wanted to see a sex scene but I just mean we didn't get to see them meet we didn't get to understand like I had no idea that Tom Cruise was a bad character until she told me so I don't know who to believe right and I don't know how much they actually connected during right. this tryst that led well, to the one night stand only 12 seconds of connecting I guess <laughs> so I don't I don't know why they decided to just allude to it and then make weird jokes about how he didn't last very long. Yeah, that was super because weird. Because I don't have like, any connection to their connection, so I don't know the truth, because right. all I know is her word versus his. I'm not sure, like you said, why she would have this valuable map just laying around and she would just bring a random man back to her hotel room. Yeah. I, and I don't I know don't. anything about Tom Cruise's character, so I don't care about no, Tom I know. Cruise's character. Well, and that's, like, the thing is that I think that's what they do in the majority of the film is that they don't really give you... Like, the only character I cared about was Amonette. I thought she was awesome. I, I was to, like, that mommy is so cool. I wanted her to win. I wanted to talk <laughs> to you about that because I really, really liked her backstory prior yeah, to... Me too. This is where my... My main issue with the movie came because the movie started, and I thought her backstory was super interesting. So she's this princess in Egypt. She's being bred. She has a blood right to become pharaoh. She's the only daughter of the pharaoh. And so she's raised with the expectation that she's going to lead someday. And then he, when she's an adult, he has a son. And so that's a really good story. Like, that's a really good base. And yeah. I really like that. And she's tough. It shows her like sort of fighting in a she's like, awesome. controlled environment. Yeah, she's 
She's really cool. And then he, the baby is born, the son is born, and then immediately she makes this deal with the god of death. Set, yeah. And she goes bananas, and I no longer care about her character anymore. Oh, I like, like her. Like, she grows two pupils, which means yeah, that she's was... crazy. And I don't know how she's not puking as soon as she, like, opens her eyes after growing two pupils <laughs> in each eye. Like, each <laughs> eye has that's... two pupils, so why is she not nauseated? That's a really good, that's a really good observation. I didn't even think of that, but you're right, because she would be like, whoa, whoa. Like, I can see everything. I have like, two fields of vision yeah. in each eye, because, so I'm looking at four fields of vision. Yeah, well, and you no longer have the, um, what is it, the... Oh, like blind spot or peripheral? Yeah, peripheral, because like you can horse. see. Can yeah, see you can see everything. And then she just um, goes on, a, like, this mystical killing spree, and I don't... And there's not really any, well, there's no reason for her, like, I mean, yeah, there's a reason in that she kills, like, she wants to be Pharaoh, but I just, I don't know. It, it was so contrived and lazy, and it wasn't well done, and it was just like... I agree. And I think, I think a better storyline for me, because a story in ancient Egypt... Oh, I Egypt, do notes, so let me bring Oh, okay. A, a story in ancient Egypt, I think, could be really interesting, because there's not many done, especially about a woman in power. I think that's interesting. But as soon as she got mystical powers and she just used them to go on a killing spree, she killed her father, she killed the baby, she killed the baby's mother, and then she was gonna like kill her boyfriend, so he became immortal. But the Which guards make killed any him. Sense. They never explained that until the end of the movie. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, she's gonna kill that man that she's like laying on top of. Yeah, like, well, well, and then he's never introduced at never, all, ever, ever. Like, ever. like and he's just like some random guy that she's like, I'm gonna make you immortal, and you're gonna become. <laughs> The, the the god of death, which I was like, I mean, like, if, that's not the worst thing that happened to you. You have the <laughs> control over death, which is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was kind of like, well, like, just, when she was offering that to Tom Cruise, I was like, take her. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, you get to be the god of death. Like, <laughs> I like that voice. I just think I would have liked it better if, if she was a normal person for a little while, and I think it's fine that she killed, like, I didn't mind that she went on the killing spree, because, yeah, she's got to take her throne by force, but what I minded was she became this weird creature, and well, I and no longer empathized with any her sense. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, the double pupil, it's like, I just, it doesn't make any sense that she would have double pupils. It's just a way of them being like, look what computers can do. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, so, um, So then, they lock her up as the mummy. You know, they, they like, mummify her while she's still alive. And yeah. so then, that's where... I, hold on, I forgot that I have my notes in two different places. <laughs> so, uh, I no, just, I, I just thought her story <laughs> had potential, but it just, they just made her crazy so fast that it really bothered me. Because, it, yeah. How do you empathize with this mystical being who is now bananas and right. killing people without remorse? And there's a fine line, because if she hadn't become this mystical creature and still killed, I think I would have been a little bit okay with it, because right. I would have been like, oh, she's a normal person still. But well, and then they, that But they don't... No, no, it makes sense. But they don't really even explain, like, why does she become mystical? Does it do that? Well, she did that weird ritual <laughs> where she cut herself and then she bled into the bowl of, I don't know, porridge. I don't know what it was. It was a weird liquid. And then death showed up in Egyptian physical form. <laughs> and all those dead crows came to life. Right. And then she started screaming. And then she grew a second pupil in each eye. Mm -hmm. And then she got mystical tattoos all over her body. Which I like the tattoos. I thought that I was I thought cool. she looked pretty sweet. I really liked her eye makeup. Me like, too. if I could get away with that Egyptian eye makeup, I would do it. Yeah. Because I thought it was really sweet. It was very cool. Yeah. I like the actress. I like Sophia Batella. She did a good job. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she was in Kingsman. She was the girl that had the um, amputated legs that she had like the knives in the end of her legs. Oh. Yeah. She was like I her. She was like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's henchman. Okay. I yeah. know. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. She was yeah. awesome in that movie. And like every, like and I, I've seen her in, um, she was also an atomic blonde, but I didn't really like Atomic Blonde. I thought it was really boring. <laughs> there was a trailer for that before The I Mummy. I tried to get into it. And on the like, DVD, but I never saw the movie. It's it's not bad. It's just very slow. I see. Yeah. I mean, 
It's really not bad. I wouldn't, but anyway, it's not important. It's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> so, okay, so I did look up. They were saying that they had to destroy the ruby, and he, like, smashed the ruby. Mm-hmm. So I, I did look up how hard a ruby is, and it turns out that there's there's something called um, cleavage when it comes to gems, which means that, like, it's, um, if there's, like, I, I, no, I'm just, like, just take this as... Like with a grain of salt, because I'm not obviously a professional gem. A gemologist. Gemologist, whatever. Uh, but <clears throat> they said that uh, rubies have very little cleavage or no cleavage, which means that it can't break. So you can't break a ruby. Oh really? You can't smash it open. Yeah. So, so are rubies like, like on this on like a diamond scale? Are they close to diamonds? Then? I think they're a little closer to diamonds. Oh, that's yeah. Interesting. So I was like, because I was curious about. Yeah, I was curious about that because I was like. Wow, he broke that really easily. And then I was like googling him. I was like on the computer while I was watching it because I had already seen it in theater, so I already knew what I was, yeah. you know. But um, but I was like, okay, can you break a ruby? And turns out you cannot. <laughs> so uh, I think the lore. Fuck you, mummy. <laughs> the lore of this movie was on a a good pace at the beginning. Like they're excavating for a like more tunnel trains in London and they find that the was graveyard cool. or the, yeah, like that the was crypt. really interesting. Yeah, and so the knife that she used had to be paired with this ruby. And so when they when they like buried her alive basically in the tomb, they separated the knife and the ruby and they like the ruby went with crusaders in England and was buried yeah. with like a crusader and then the knife was put in some Weirdly, the knife was put in a temple in England as well, I guess, because when they were in England, oh, she, yeah, that's like, right. broke like a statue. Or something. So I don't know why. They didn't really separate them that far. I don't well, know. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's not even a good... Like, also... I what, would put the knife, like, in the ocean or something. Yeah, well, and also, like, okay, so why would these Egyptians, like, would they even know about England? Oh, no, that's right. The Crusaders found it. Wait, but where, I don't know. I actually, actually where was, you know, I don't know if they explained. I don't think they explained where they it. found the ruby and the knife because yeah, the crusaders were not around at the same time that she was around. No, definitely not. She was oh, around. It's just another example. hundreds, if not thousands, of years before they this were. This movie was a mess. <laughs> also, um, Jake Johnson. That's his name, right? I love him. Me too. But they, he was totally underused in this uh, movie. Well, and he had no point to the. He had stupid. no point in being in there. Like, was, I thought that what they were doing, and you and I have talked about this movie before, and I'm not ashamed to say that I really enjoy the first National Treasure movie. Um, because those are good movies. They're I fun. Thought when as soon as the movie opened up, and Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson were having this cute little dialogue and Jake Johnson was supposed <laughs> so to be cute. like the doofy assistant who fights him but Tom Cruise is like the expert I thought oh they're copying National Treasure and it's supposed to be Justin Bartha and Nicolas Cage but nobody does it like them so they should just not try to copy them because it was painful to watch because <laughs> I like Jake Johnson but he's not Justin Bartha who is a no. really good assistant who has quips but also is smart, and Jake Johnson just has quips, and yeah. he's just like, no, I don't want to do this, and Tom Cruise is like, where's your sense of adventure, and it's just this really painful back and forth, and I... Well, and their I, relationship I was cuter than, like, him and the woman's. Oh, yeah. Who what was her even... I don't even remember her name. Her real name's Annabelle Wallace. We can just call her that, because I don't... Yeah, what is her real name? Annabelle Wallace. No, I'm sorry. Oh. You're right. You just <laughs> her said character. that. I meant her character's <laughs> name. Um, I... So, it doesn't matter. Jenny. Jenny, Because that's I was right. going to make yeah. a joke about yeah. Forrest Gump, because I was going to be like, there was a scene near the end where he kept yelling Jenny, and I was going, Jenny. <laughs> I, I, feel like I, I feel like this is Forrest Gump on Tom Hanks would have been better in this movie than Tom Hanks would have been. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, see, and Tom I think Hanks this would never problem have done too. It. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. You would have been like, this is far under me, and, and I would have been like, good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really don't think that Tom Cruise should have been in this role. I think it was not Tom Cruise's role because he was supposed yeah. to be kind of goofy in well, this role. Uh, like, yeah, kind of like a throw caution to the wind in a goofy sort of way instead of Tom Cruise who just takes charge of things. Right, and, and I like his movies. 
So. You know, I do too. Like, I like Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like Oblivion. I don't know if you oh, ever saw I that. Liked that Oblivion. was bad. I oh, thought it had so bad. a weak twist, but I thought there were <sighs> some parts of it that I liked. I hated it. Oh my god, this is the first time that you've liked a movie that I've hated. This feels so is good. It? I feel vindicated. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I hated it. I thought it was bad. Really? Yeah. I really liked their cloud house. Um, there were, aesthetically, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was a beautiful movie, but uh, anyway, that's not, we're not even talking about Oblivion. <laughs> like, we're just getting on to Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about any movie other than, <laughs> other than The Mummy. The mummy. So I did write some tropes like I did last time, um, because, um, so uh, the first one is the funny sidekick. Ugh. <laughs> Copy of Nick. Audience, I know people make fun of Nicolas Cage, but just instead of The Mummy, watch the first National Treasure yeah. movie. You'll get a good sidekick. Well, the second one's combo. good, too. The second one's good, but I just think if, if you want to put time in watching one movie, watch national treasure and yeah. if you'd like it watch the second one or watch the 1999 mummy yeah, there which you is go. so much better also this mummy was actually not a remake i didn't think so it yeah seem like it was um it was supposed to be like the kind of like the start of the dark universe which was supposed to be like frankenstein and like this like the, the thing from the black lagoon oh, okay. um and <clears throat> they were making I were talking about making Bride of Frankenstein, because of course I did my research after this and I mm-hmm. looked some stuff up. Um, but it sounds like they are working on the script, but who knows? Because I don't know, because when I, so when I Googled it, it said that, and I don't know how right this is, but it said on Google that the box office was $410 million. Are you serious? Yeah, but then when I was looking at Wikipedia, it said that it didn't make that much, but then... The budget was one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred ninety-five million, so they made almost double their money back. Wow! Or more than double their money back. Well, I think Tom Cruise has a pretty good track record, so he probably fills seats. Yeah. And then once word got <laughs> around, maybe people stopped. Going. <laughs> yeah, they're I like, don't. no, 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 <laughs> oh my gosh because yeah. he was only in it for like two scenes and then just, he was killed off yeah, like just, yep, just no not in there for really any reason the helpless female love interest that does dumb shit despite her seemingly high level of intelligence she was annoying she bothered <clears throat> me because she bothered me too i thought she looked this is gonna sound weird because i thought she looked like a model more like a model than an intelligent person and i'm not saying that models can't be intelligent i just i feel like like, the original mummy cast Rachel Weisz, which she's so pretty, but she also has, like, a very studious look about her. Yeah. And I so I thought this woman was miscast. They just chose her because she was pretty, but she didn't look like an archaeologist to me. And I'm not sure. I'm not saying that right, No, maybe. no, no, no. I get what you mean because, well, and I think that there's more of an appeal to Rachel Weisz than there is to Annabelle Wallace. Personally, I think mm-hmm. that Rachel Weisz has this kind of quality about her where she, like, has this almost, like, wild sense of, like, you know, like, she just wants to see the world. She's so interested and, in, like, you know, like, and Evie was such a cool character because, you know, she's, she's, like, this super intelligent girl and she is, it's very obvious that she's intelligent because she doesn't, like back down for it. She doesn't do stupid stuff. You know, she saves Rick at one point, mm-hmm. you know, like. And, and she's not helpless, you know? Right. And, um, and in fact, like, you know, the brother is the, like the funny, stupid sidekick and everything. But with her, with Annabelle Wallace's character, with Jenny, she was just kind of like, Jenny, Jenny. (laughs) She was like her real, her only real reason was to move the plot further to bring Tom Cruise closer to, the, to figuring out yeah. what Aminette was about. She really would, like, if you could take her out of there, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't really matter. And, and same with Jake Johnson. Yeah. He didn't have to be in there at all. Like, he really, there was no reason for him. He was like a ghost dude. Yeah. I was like, what the, what the? It was dumb. But they also, you just reminded me of something, they immediately categorized her as a sexual character as well. And that bothers me because. Me too. I, I think it's fine if you have characters fall in love 
and they have sex. That's not bad. And women like having sex. That's not bad. But immediately, her purpose for being there was that she had had sex with Tom Cruise. So she's not. She's already not just a character. She's oh, she's around because her and Tom Cruise right. have sex. Well, and it's almost like it almost makes her like an unreliable source of like information. Yeah, because. Because immediately the audience is like, oh, so she just went to this guy, they hooked up, and then he stole her shit. She's irresponsible. Yeah, so she's irresponsible. With poor sex. Like, she's, she's <laughs> so sexualized that she's irresponsible with it. Right, and, and yeah. that's like, and I'm like, so your boss, who has this whole, like, crazy lab... You know, relies on you. Oh, oh my gosh, that's a whole... <laughs> you know, like, relies on you to keep... Um, <clears throat> To keep this map safe. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she does is she's out in the field, and so she hooks up with some dude. First of all, you don't even know where they met. Like, where they... We don't know anything about him. Yeah, and, like, and she somehow tracks him down? I don't know. But also... <laughs> like, well, I did she have his, like, GPS well, no, coordinates? I assume, like, I assume that she had looked at the map enough where she had sort of known the area. Yeah. So that's probably how she found him, because she knew he stole the map. So she probably just went to the area that the map... Had portrayed, do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, but, but like I, to I, arrive there at the same exact time yeah, that he was there, dumb. like it's just she's like, oh, there you are, like <laughs> like oh my god, it just it, it's kind of a gross way to portray a woman. It is because she's like, and I I sort of no, I definitely balk at like Tom Cruise is so irresistible that even the most professional of women can't can't stop themselves. I mean, no, really? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's, so either. He's kind of a cad in this movie. He is. And he's he's a normal, fine-looking gentleman, I guess you'd say. I don't think he's a gentleman, but like in the movie, but you know, he's <laughs> yeah. just a, he's a man. Right. He's a man and she's a professional woman and I'd have to see their interaction for me to believe that she's anything but just a sexual character. Right. Yeah, and that's and, and they didn't show us that. that no, they didn't. Yeah. And they didn't show up they didn't show any sort of redeemable quality about her that made her more interesting. There was nothing. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like, she's there, she fucked this dude, and he stole her map. Okay, cool. Like, well, that's a dumb thing for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have a safe in your hotel room? Like, just, that just drove me nuts. I was like, you, I'm like, oh, uh, I just... I know. I agree with you. Why? I well, it bothered me that I she can't. didn't bring him back to her hotel room to begin with because that's me too. I don't know. You're supposed to be this smart woman. Just apparently not. You know what you should do if you're on vacation and you want to have a one night stand. You guys should pitch in on a hotel room together. Yeah, there you go. At an hourly rate, or for their sake, apparently a fifteen second rate. <laughs> do it. And then just move on with your lives. And exactly. then nobody, the only thing that's stolen is your a f- little bit of time. Dignity. A little, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, whatever. If you don't have through one of these stands, I, I don't mean, you care. might get an STD, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions. Just, there's, like, I heard somewhere that, like, there is gonorrhea is becoming so evolved as a, a std that they're like having a hard time curing it Ugh. yeah so good luck jenny <laughs> jenny yeah um, i'm afraid to trust you with my valuables because you're just gonna go <laughs> like, meet some man bring him back to your own time no i mean and like how did that not get her fired like immediately you know like it's, i'd be like wow she's probably jenny, done it before. Super... maybe russell crowe was like jenny not again Jeez. Jenny, I swear to God, what? you're making Mr. Hyde come out <laughs> to the moon, Jenny. <laughs> God, she's the whole thing is the worst. I just, I uh, would have liked it more if her and Tom Cruise would have met each other when we meet them. And then maybe sometime down the road in the movie, they have this weird sexual encounter. I would right. be like, okay, that's believable. Right, I agree. But like, <sighs> just, you know... But and, and he's so like weirdly attached to her too. Like, yeah, what's the? What's I mean, I didn't. I I kind of was like, I mean, and not to sound like a, not to sound like a bitch or, or like a psychopath or something, but why bother bringing her back to life after she's been dead for so long? I don't know. You know, I, like I don't get that either. Like, <laughs> I thought at the end when he got those powers, I thought 
they did this weird flashback for him where she was like laying in water and then I don't they did weird flashbacks in this movie or weird like flash forward vision sort of things. And I thought the implication of that was that she had been dead too long and he couldn't bring her back. But then he brought her back. And well and I know he's the god of death, but like does that mean he can bring people back to life too? Apparently. I don't I don't know. <sighs> Nothing about so it makes mad. sense. So mad. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so I have other stuff. Uh, other tropes. The lead male doing stuff that's supposed to come across as charming but is immature. Oh, yes. Really immature and <laughs> yeah. not charming. No, it's not charming Which at is all. what you just said and I said it <laughs> in the opposite but I was agreeing with you. Actually, you made me think of something. Um, when they, when the tomb gets uncovered or, and they go down in there mm-hmm. and Jake Johnson's like stealing necklaces from the bodies and um, Tom Cruise is sort of looking around and trying to figure out ways that he can, I don't know, wreak havoc and steal things. Because he's apparently Lara Croft. He's apparently a Tomb Raider, which bothers me. Because, <laughs> Let's get into that, too. Because Yeah, well, what bothers me more is that he is a thief of antiquities. But I would like to think Lara Croft has a, an appreciation for antiquities. Right. I don't think that she would immediately go into a tomb and start, like, wreaking havoc. He had no respect for anything that was in there. And the woman was down there, and the woman was, like, recording herself being like, okay, I see all these signs that it's this, this, and this. It's not a mummy's tomb. It's, like, a prison. You know, like, there weren't any of the signs of being taken to the afterlife. It was more like it was being guarded because something right. was in there that could shouldn't get out. Right. And so she's looking at all these signs and she's actually sounding kind of smart. Right. And that was like the only part yeah, that I the liked only her. Part. <laughs> like and that, Cruise, I thought that scene was cool, like the way it was done. Yeah. It was really it was well, really it's, interesting. It was started out kind of interesting. I thought, oh maybe it won't be so bad. But Tom Cruise has no respect for any of it. He no. just goes in there and he's just I'm going to take charge, and I don't care what happens. The The room could have caved in on them. He did no research. He had no idea what... He just shot that rope, and then it made all these... Okay, as soon as all the spiders came out, I thought, this movie's terrifying. <laughs> you know what? I was kind of thinking that, too, because it was like, they're all the same species of spider, first of all. And for some reason, they're all... like. And they, this is the, the event that triggers them from coming yeah, down. Yeah, where like, were they why? all hiding? Yeah, like what... Oh, and guys. also, I, know I don't they know were if hiding. you've ever seen a picture of a camel spider, because that's what he said it is. They're like this. They're I, like, for one second, I like, thought, I wonder what huge. they look like. I should look them up. And then one second later, I thought, you're crazy. You'll have nightmares. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't they're like, look them up. They're like eight inches long. Oh, they're geez. huge. Yeah. Yes. They're ginormous. They're disgusting. So he, um, didn't, he didn't behave like someone who is well-versed to being in tombs or places where he's doing no. antiquities. He behaved like... Uh, a pinball, I guess. <laughs> well, just but he's not like a tomb raider. That's not his profession. He's in the army. He's in the military. Did I miss that? Yeah, the the guy, um, the the token. I thought Jake Johnson was in the military. No, they both are. Oh. Yeah, the the because the the boss, um, he was like their sergeant, or he was a sergeant or something. Oh yeah, or I thought or something. I remember I that conversation. I now I think I was too busy. Like, painting it? Because <laughs> now I remember that, and I... Okay. Yeah. Because they did have the radio, and they called in the airstrike, which uncovered the tomb and everything. Right, yeah. But also, okay, so Jake Johnson's character dies. Vale is his character's last name. I can't remember his first name, but Vale. Um, he, um, he dies, but you don't see, A, why he dies, because they say that the camel spiders are not poisonous. He gets bitten by one, but he doesn't die from the from the bite, because they're not poisonous. I assume they were mystical camel spiders. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, he dies for some unknown reason, and it's just like, okay, like, there's no explanation as yeah. to why he dies. Like, he, he doesn't die from a spider bite because it's not lethal. But as soon as the spider bit him, he starts acting weird. And yeah. I thought, oh, Jake Johnson's going to die? <laughs> yeah. But no, don't worry. And he came up as a ghost. Listeners, don't worry. He became a zombie. He became a zombie a, ghost. A zombie ghost, yeah. 
That, okay, so that's, oh, wait, let me just. So now I feel like I misunderstood. Maybe Tom Cruise wasn't supposed to have a fascination, and that explains why he was such a hothead. In that. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that's Because in is. the beginning of the movie, him, he's like, I got the treasure map, and it says there's treasure. And so I'm led to, I was led to think that this was his, no. this is what he did. He was in the military. Oh, never mind. And then he was like, never, so, okay, wait. So let me just finish this really quick. So the lead male being quick at sex is also a trope, <laughs> and waking up in a morgue. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little tropey. Waking up in a morgue. That's and all I have. I don't know if it, there's... Are, are people in morgues naked? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was just... Because they're doing, like, what they do is the, like, Y incision, so they do it across, the, like, the, um, the, um, what are these called? Collarbones, and then, like, towards the bottom, and then they, that's how they, like, get, like, and they break open your ribs and everything, and they get out the heart and all the, the, the organs and everything. Oh, yeah, okay. so... Um, but, so, the whole military thing, so the boss dies, and that's it. You never hear about him again, ever at any point. And then you never hear anything about them being in the military, ever again. There's well, never mentioned. I, I think that's also why I'm oh, so wait, confused. Oh, wait, they thought he was dead, though. They that's did think right. he was dead, but he came back to life, so you'd think... The yeah. hospital would be like, well, scratch oh. that. He's not dead. And him covering his junk was very oh trophy, too. <laughs> He's all embarrassed and covering his junk. I was like... Oh, like, no one's ever seen We've all seen it, before. Tom Cruise. Like, you know, like, it's like, it's dead. Like, yeah. God, just... Uh, I just... I don't... I, like, wrote all... But I think that's all. That's all I have. Let's just talk about... For tropes? Or yeah. just for notes? Just for notes, really. And, like, I kind of just... Did the whole, like, memorizing thing. Um, and so, anyway, so she comes back, or Aminette is released. And because Tom Cruise is the one who released her, she's chosen him to put, like, the demon in, or the yeah, death. Set, yeah, yeah, the god of death. Um, so, my question is, if a woman had released her, would this be the same thing where she would be like, you're my chosen one? Because I, I wish that that had happened. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. Like. I would have respected the blonde woman more. And me too. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been way more interesting if she was like, you're going to be my lover and now we're going to be together, blah, blah, blah. Like, but yeah. I mean, it was like, of course it's Tom Cruise. And everything that Aminette did. Like when she was like sucking the soul from the body. Yeah, she came like a weird sexual. vampire thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was sexualized though. Yeah. You know, like she was the like. The women in this movie are only sexual <laughs> beings, yeah. Yeah, they're not Whoever rounded, did... well rounded. They're just there for sexual, like visually <sighs> like se- sexual visuals movie. and sexual acts. Like that is so frustrating to me as a woman when I watch movies because. Man, all I want are some freaking well-rounded female characters that aren't there just to be, like, sexualized, you know? Like, I'm not asking for much, Hollywood. Are you listening to me, Hollywood? Hollywood? <laughs> Hollywood! <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Hello, Hollywood. Hey, phone. <laughs> I'm to tell you. <laughs> Treat your woman better. See? Yes, see? <laughs> um... I, I, I don't know. I, I'm like, just, oh, God. It's just such a bad movie. Um, it's so bad. I feel like they spend a lot of their budget on special effects. Me too. Which I found boring. Well, and the sand face, like, really, is that yeah, who, such a callback to the 1989 version. I, and they're like, no, it's not a remake. Stupid. Like, not a remake? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was, <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> I, in, I, okay, so the Russell Crowe character was so fucking stupid. the scales for me, almost, I almost turned it off. When his part started, I paused it for a really long time because I was just so tired of, it's a loud movie, which really bothered me. Like, there's just, it's just loud. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Sorry, I just totally agree with you. laughing. The plot was so convoluted and so thin and convoluted that I, I, could, I couldn't care less. No. I had made some popcorn, and um, the popcorn burned super bad in the bag, oh, and no. I was, like, fascinated by it. Because it was, 
It was almost as if it had gone up in flames. It was so burnt. And I didn't have it in for very long. I was standing next to the microwave listening to the pop. You know, you're supposed to listen. It's like a couple right. of times. I'd never seen popcorn burn like that, and I was more fascinated by the burned popcorn. <laughs> so that speaks something. And then I decided to have some cheese it grooves instead. Nice. And, nice then I, and then I had some more cheese it grooves. Please run me through your snacking <laughs> options of the evening. <laughs> and then I played some pocket tanks okay. against Mike. And then I thought Did I should. You win? Uh, it's like. No, I I win more than I used to, but okay. it's like ten rounds in a game, so you go back uh, and forth, so that's okay, fun. Okay. And then I thought maybe I should play it again. And then I was texting uh, texting Mike a little bit, and then I was texting you because you were watching Point Break. Yeah, yeah, I was watching Point Break, which um, I liked. I thought it was very good. Yeah, and then I I and, love young Keanu Reeves. Me too. too. I like he's Keanu such Reeves. A cutie. And I love you Keanu texted me and you said, "How's the movie? You should be almost done by now." And I was like, Ugh. "I'm still in the middle of it because I paused it for a while." Well, yeah, because you texted me at, like, 9.15, and you were like, hey, I'm starting the movie, and then it was, like, 11.15 that we yeah. were talking, and I was like, the no. movie is, I don't even think, like, two hours long. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I took a little break because it was so terrible. It was very bad. I and agree. then I... I did that a lot with The Longest Ride. I think oh, I took, like, too. three it breaks. Did, I watched The Longest Ride in two nights, and if I would have had more time, I probably would have watched this movie in, like, three nights because nice. small doses. <laughs> and then I told myself... Much like uh, like bargaining with myself, I said, listen, just watch the Russell Crowe scene. It'll be over soon, and then maybe the movie will get better. Even though I knew that that wasn't the case, I was trying to lie to myself. <laughs> and the Russell Crowe scene was so bad. Is he, was he, he was like Dr. Jekyll He was Hyde. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Because yeah. how did he die? Did he die from like a curse or something? Because he found an anecdote to keep him alive, but... He would start to die again, and he would get crazy, and he would have to give himself the antidote yeah. again. I didn't understand that. Wait, dying? He didn't, he didn't, didn't die he in the say, movie. Well, he was telling Tom Cruise, he was like, I have a story about somebody who was interested in all something. This is going in. Anyway, and he goes, <laughs> like, and then he died, story. and he had an unquenchable search thirst for violence and oh, he like he started, started turning changing. in yeah. to the other guy and then he gave himself a shot of some liquid serum right and he became his normal self again right and then later he started doing it again and tom cruise took his serum away from him and he went crazy but then tom cruise gave him his serum i'm not gonna beat around the bush i stopped paying attention for some of it because i couldn't <laughs> follow it it was so terrible no, it was it was terrible it was really bad. I mean, and it was like, what the hell is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde doing in this? It's not relevant to the story in any way, shape, or form. They're like two opposite sides of the of the world and two different times. Like, I think Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was like in the 1800s, you know? And the mummy's in like, what, the, like, 1000 AD or something? Like, way, way different world. Yeah. And, but then, so, Dr. Jekyll has this, like, whole laboratory where he's, like, collecting, like, these beings that are strange or something, or... Maybe I they were trying to compete with uh, The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Let's have Russell Crowe have a, or, a lab of curiosities instead of a circus, I guess. Or, like, um, in Hellboy. Did you ever see Hellboy? A long time ago. They have, like, a, it's, well, it's, like, a government, it's part of the government, but it's, like, a whole section for, like, unique people that have, like, abilities and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because, um, Selma Blair's character could, like, control fire. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so. And they had the fish guy. Yeah. Who, he, that was played by Doug Jones, and he actually played the guy in the, uh, uh, Shape of Water. <laughs> oh. Let's talk about the Shape of Water every episode. <laughs> here's here's something. If somebody gave me a choice between the mummy and the Shape of Water, I would choose the Shape of Water. So good job, the Shape of Water. I you like the Shape me. of Water. It's, anyway. I, I thought the Shape of Water had some redeeming qualities. It wasn't totally terrible. It just wasn't my favorite by a long shot, and I didn't like a lot of it either. But... Anyway, I can't even, I feel bad even comparing them because they're the, totally, the yeah. SOW, which I like to call it, was just a normal movie that I sort of disliked, whereas The Mummy was a movie that I don't know how it you got actively past. hated? Like, how did it get past certain people? There's got to be gatekeepers in this, whoever produced it, to be like, mm, I don't 
don't think we should make this a movie. And well, what makes me wonder too is it is it like a, you know, the producers type thing where it's you could make a money out of more money out of a flop than a hit. I believe it. You know? I, mean, I mean, it's Tom Cruise. That's so. and that's and one of epic. the things that um, that Marvel does is that in order to keep their license, their um, their uh, what is it? Not their license. Oh, their but rights. Their, yeah, their rights. So like when they made that new Fantastic Four, which was with uh, what's her name? Not Rooney Mara, her sister Kate Mara, and like oh, I forgot about Jordan, that one. Michael B. Jordan, or whatever, and it did terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that just so they could keep the rights, even though it wasn't like really? e- yeah, like just so they could keep the rights. And it so was, they have to make X amount of movies in it, X amount of time. Yeah, well, they have to make movies about those characters in that's order to keep the right. So overall, that's why you make more money with a flop than a hit because overall, all the money that they're making from all the other movies that they're bringing in, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and, and the Avengers and everything, they're going to make a lot more money in the long run with those other films and still keep the rights to this one movie. So if they decide in the future wow. that they want to make another Fantastic Four... Um, they can do it, and they'll make a, hopefully a better one. That's you know? so fascinating. Yeah. So this is kind of what, because the whole Dark Universe thing was, I think, owned by Universal. So with that, it could be the type of thing where, you know, Tom Cruise is a big hitter. Yeah. He's a big hitter. He, he will bring in the crowds, you know. Mm-hmm. So if they are making, um, they are making a movie that's not very good, but they're making a lot of money from it overall with all the other Dark Universe creatures, then... Then it's worth it. It was worth it, yeah. Here's something that I've, I told you off off microphone. Off what? <laughs> off off microphone? microphone. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I can't say off camera. Off the record? Off the record, which well, I'll say now, <laughs> is um, if anybody from the Dark Universe is listening, I love Tom Cruise movies. I'm not ashamed of it. I no, I do too. He you knows, and I have that. Yeah, yeah, he knows. He has his finger on the right pulse. He knows how to make a really fun, entertaining, zany, and a good way movie most of the time. Yes. And I may have seen this movie, except in the trailer, he survived a plane crash. They showed him surviving yeah. a plane crash, and that immediately makes me angry. <laughs> I understand now why he survived it, because the mummy chose him, and she protected him, and, like, kept him alive or whatever which is fine in the concept in the confines of the story okay because there's a mystical reason why he survived do not show it in the trailer because i was very ready to never give that movie any money because i thought nope i can't get on board he survived a plane crash i don't even care that there's mystical creatures involved i know the movie's about a mummy i hate it yeah just also, just don't make your character survive a plane crash. Because well, I don't even know if she, that woman, because he, like, strapped a... Ugh, they had the painful scene of the plane crashing and then, like, crashing, like, bouncing around the cargo hold. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Cruise was so good that he was able to put a parachute on her while they're bouncing around. Yeah. And then he pulled the string and she flew out. And I thought, I don't know if she would even survive that, honestly. Well, and I was thinking that, too, because I've read, like, in, in um something about when you go skydiving is that if your body's not in a certain position you can actually like snap your spine yeah yes yeah. or like and people who fall in movies and get caught by like spider like when mary jane gets caught by spider-man yeah yeah because like, it's such and... a sudden jolt well and it's like the same thing as like getting a concussion because the concussion is your brain slamming against your your um skull so it's kind of the same idea where if you're suddenly falling and then you come to a complete stop like guess what Things are going to happen to your body because your body doesn't know how to deal with that. That sudden and complete, you know, stop. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, it's like what people say, like, when if someone jumps off a building because they're trying to kill themselves, it's not the fall that kills you, it's the sudden stop. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, uh, and you're right, she might have not survived it. And then they had that one scene where she's like, I know you're a good man, blah, 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 which I kind of was like... Yes, it's something that they're showing him where he's, like, kind of a decent person. But then he's like, I thought there was another parachute. And I was like, wow, okay. You could have just let her have that and think he that you were a, a good guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, like, like I would have I would have just been like, yeah, I guess I'm a good person or whatever. I would have never said anything if it were me. No. I would have just been like, yeah, I sacrificed myself for you. 
because I'm a good person. <laughs> you know, like, even if it wasn't true, uh, but it would make her feel better. Right. And what and, point yeah. is it? What's the point now? You've survived the plane crash through mystical purposes. Who yeah. cares that there was, you thought there was another parachute? Right. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I don't know. I, I hate it. If, if someone <laughs> survives a plane, I'm repeating myself, but <laughs> if someone's going to survive a plane crash, do not put it in the trailer because you won't get my money. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's so ridiculous, too. It's just like, you know, it, it's like, it's not like Unbreakable. You know, do you ever see Unbreakable Bruce Willis? Yeah. Yeah, where he like is in the train accident and like everyone else dies but him, but it, there's something special about him. Yeah. And that's why he survives. It's not even that type of thing where like, you know, Tom Cruise has this like magical ability to heal himself. He's just a normal person, other than the fact that he's her chosen one. But she, and you could even say like she at that point wasn't even like alive. You know? Yeah, she was still in yeah. the, the in the, the tomb. tomb. So how would she make or the him live? Sarcophagus, I guess. Is what right. It is, right? Well, yeah. And so how would she make him live? I don't. know. And also, I don't think she has that. the ability to bring people back to life. No, because that was his job. Yeah, right? that was Once the set. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't. There's no logical reason why he should have survived. No. Not that you logic is, you know, a big part of this movie or anything. But I'm just saying, like. You have to have it make sense. I don't mind. You bring up a good point because in Unbreakable, a train accident doesn't bother me as much as a plane crash because a plane crash is just too far unless Sully is the pilot. <laughs> That's a joke. Tom I made that joke to Mike yesterday because I was complaining about the movie, so it's, I'm rehashing it, but... I just, I just can't get on board with it. No. I mean, I would love it if people survived plane crashes. I would love that. That would make me happy in real life. But in a movie, it's too ridiculous. It is. I agree. Unless it was done in a way where the, like, I mean, because clearly the plane was going down. Like, oh, and it, the pilots it lost were dead. Engine. It lost a wing. Yeah, yeah. A wing came off. Exactly. And the pilots were dead. Like, yeah. you saw, there was, like, a crow that flew into the guy's mouth. Yeah. Like, that dude was, was dead. Like, Did you see and, the movie Night and Day? Um, yeah. With Tom so, Cruise. I think actually, we watched it together before. Maybe, yeah. That's This is a good example. In Night and Day, the plane is crashing, but Tom Cruise knows how to land it. So he gives it like a really awkward and violent landing in a field, and I like that. Right, I'm because okay with it that. makes sense. Because he knows how to fly, and it's not a graceful landing, it's not a good landing, but it's he lands to it, survive, and that's right. okay. Right. So, but this movie, the plane lost a wing. Right. So there's no way anyone. Well, can and they're jump spinning on. around yeah. and around, like yeah. I mean, well, and and that's the thing. That's the thing. So it's like, it's just there's just a lot of of. Um, Loose ends. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of loose ends that never get tied up, that don't make any sense. There's no reason he should have survived. There's no reason why Jake Johnson should have, like, died. You know, like, there's no reason for even Jake Johnson or Annabelle Wallace to be in the movie at all. I mean, why the hell is Dr. Jekyll in it? Like, for fuck's sake! I don't even know. I don't like Russell Crowe that much. I don't like Russell Crowe that much either. Like, I, I... I feel like he's very a similar character in most of his movies. That's how I feel about Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, actually, because I watched part like maybe two minutes of Shutter Island last night because it was playing after Point Break. Oh, okay. And um, and I was kind of like you know because I when I go on my couch I like to build my nest so I always have like fifteen thousand <laughs> pillows and like a ton of blankets. So it takes me some time to get all my stuff into my bedroom because <laughs> I was like I don't want to sleep on the couch I want to sleep in my bed. So it was it was. As it was playing, he had this, like, horrible Boston accent. And I was just like, you know what? Like, that's so typical of you, Leonardo, to have a Boston accent in your movies. Like, in every single movie I've seen of his, he always is, like, from Boston. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I think you're making a gross generalization. <laughs> I think I am, too. But I still don't <laughs> like him. And I'm very upset that he's going to play H.H. H. Holmes because I don't think he can do it. That's the last I'll say about that. Okay. <laughs> Except for I won't because I'll talk yeah. about it a lot. I um, think he has a. I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, not because I think he's a dreamboat or anything. I, I think, I think I've seen movies with him, like Romeo and Juliet. I really liked when I was young. 
I still probably like it now. I just haven't watched it in a long time. I and um, I like him in The Departed. And there's, you know, so th- I've seen movies of him that I like him in. I like Titanic. Oh, yeah, I like Titanic. I think I love Titanic, actually. I think Titanic is a great movie. And went, a lot of people give it, like, you know, I was watching it with Patrick, and we were talking about it, like, during the movie. And, you know, we were together, and... um and we were both like, this movie is fantastic. I don't know why people give it such shit. And it's like, it is really well done. And they, and James Cameron is very good at making you care about the characters, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and he actually has a lot of, so I know I'm going on a total, like, a tangent. <laughs> Anything to avoid the moment. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like I'm slowing in my eye right now. Um, there is, so James Cameron actually has a big... Um, a big attachment to the Titanic because he was one of the first people to actually see it in person. Oh, cool. Yeah. He built a submersible with a bunch of other guys. Um, there was only one person submersible that could get down and, and be um, tough enough to to survive the pressure of this the ocean. Oh, yeah. Because it's a mile down. And so he got to see the Titanic, one of the first people to see the Titanic in person. And this oh, was, cool. like, before he made the movie and everything. There's, like, actually, like, a whole documentary on it it's super cool because i love deep sea shit like it's one of my favorite things like i, I like that love... you say i like that you say you love deep sea shit like it's... it's almost like a, a juxtaposition <laughs> i love de- i love deep sea stuff i think like i love deep sea fish like they're all gross yeah. and disgusting and i think they're so cool like mm-hmm. uh i just i mean i don't know it's neat in today's world it's neat that there can still be mysteries like yeah. the deep sea is still a mystery because the whole have, ocean is yeah, yeah. We, we haven't conquered it yeah we've only discovered five really percent of the ocean it's pretty cool isn't that crazy yeah. like and there's so it's just it's so fascinating anyway so that's total i like total. titanic as well <laughs> i went through a period of time in my life where i was like titanic i really liked it when it came out and then i went through like my my roaring 20s where I was like, I'm too cool for Titanic. And then I <laughs> happened to see it. Somehow I watched it again and I was like, what was I thinking? I love Titanic. I know. It's a great It's movie. like pop music. You know, you go, everyone goes through a period of time where they're like, I'm too highbrow for pop music. But then you realize, no, pop music is fun. I'm not ashamed to like pop music. No. Pop, pop, pop music. <laughs> pop, pop, pop music. Um. I was actually talking to one of my coworkers yesterday about um, about Avril Lavigne and like about the whole emo thing because I wanted to be emo so bad when I was a teenager. <laughs> but like you know me, I'm such a happy person that like yeah. like I'm not an emo person. But I was obsessed with Avril Lavigne and the way she looked, so I always had those like little skinny ties. Really? <laughs> like, my hair, oh my like, was gosh, long I wish and I would have known you at like, that time. God, that's amazing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was super obsessed with Avril. I always wanted to be punk rock when I was in high school. <laughs> except I just, like, I don't like being dirty and wearing patches. <laughs> I don't know why I associate punk rock people with dirty, but, like. No, I can see it, though. <laughs> I can see what you mean. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Sid Vicious looks like he. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's alive. I had a big patch. So. I had a big patch for the band The Clash. Mm-hmm. It was big. And I, I had a jean jacket. And I had my mom sew it on the back of my jean jacket, and I went on a trip to Florida, and I felt super cool and punk rock with that jacket on. But then I got home, and I was like, I'm just a poser. So I took it off. So it was on my jacket for maybe two weeks. And then I took it off. Because I was like, I'm, Did you a, like I'm a poser. I like The Clash. Yeah. I mean... That's why I thought I was a poser, because I had, like, a Greatest Hits album of The Clash, so I liked oh, The Greatest Hits, but I, I didn't do any deep dives and, like, uh, yeah, I watched all the, like, handheld crappy videos from <laughs> performances they did in the 80s and 90s. I, you know, I don't know. I, no, I get what you mean. I'm like, a, I'm, like, a fan of The Clash, unless you ask me any deep questions about The Clash, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I get what you mean. Yeah. I get it. Um... I'm like that about, like, every band except for Queen. <laughs> like, yeah. Queen is the only one where I'm like, I know a lot about Queen. <laughs> well, see, I really love Blink-182. Yeah. Um, 
But you know, like Blink One Eighty Two, it doesn't have the street, didn't have the street cred that no. the Clash did. So if I, I should have put a Blink One Eighty Two patch on my jacket because then if somebody asked me awesome. about them, I could have been like, oh yeah, I love, I have all their albums, you know. Yeah. But I didn't. You'd be like, Blink One Eighty Two is so baller. I'm not afraid to say that I was trying too hard to be cool. But that's okay. But I learned we all to just be myself. Exactly. There you go. And that's such a beautiful story. But it takes a long time to get there, I think. You know, it does. It's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey to, yeah, accept yeah. you for you. I think it's just like, you get to the point where you're like, you know what? Whatever. I don't yeah. want to be anyone else. I want to be me. Um, anyway, let's get back to this terrible yes. movie. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's get to the end because I think we're pretty, we're getting to the point where we're done. Yeah. So the end. Um. I wanted him to become set <laughs> because I think well, that would have been really interesting. And also I think it would have been a cool story to actually see them like traveling around the world and like with each other. I, I didn't like that. Even though he became a bad guy, he had to be a good guy, bad guy. Cause I agree with you. I thought it would have been pretty cool if he would have became the creature and she would have been alive and then they could have been the villain because they set it up for a sequel big time oh yeah yeah if they had been the villains together that, that would have been, been cool sweet. like tom cruise could never be a villain though but i no. think it would be pretty sweet for him to be a villain i think so too and like ugh, i'm like my legs um <laughs> um you know and i just the whole thing where he brought the girl back to life i just really bothered me it bothered me bothered me um <laughs> and and then like, he became, like, a different creature. Yeah, I don't know why. That's something I had a question weird. about. So he got control of the knife. The mummy explained to him, like, I'm, I'm going to make you immortal. But he, he got the knife from her before she could kill him. And then he was going to destroy the ruby so the knife could never be used, so the curse on him would be broken. And then the mummy was like, if you destroy, if you become the god, you have power over death. And he looks over at the blonde woman who's dead and then decides to kill himself because of why. Because they had a right. one night stand and sort of a connection. Right. It's like, it seems, well, and also it makes me wonder too, would that have even worked? Because it wasn't really part of the ritual. Like, wasn't she supposed right. to do it to him? I thought the same thing. Would it have worked if he just killed himself? How did he know to kill himself? Yeah. And that's... that he would become this mystical creature by killing himself. Right. And then he, like... Well, and then when he's, like, trying to get Jenny to wake up... Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> when he's trying to get Jenny to wake up, and he's like, wake up! Wake up! And his whole face, like, turns, like, to this... Like, yeah. his, oh, and like, he got the super double long things. Well. Yeah, that was super <laughs> weird. And then he's all like in the shadows, like, don't look at me. I don't want to you... hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. And I was like, shut up, dude. Like, I was like, just hurt her. There's a scene. <laughs> that scene reminded me of a very specific moment. And if our listeners look this up, I believe, I think it's Josh Gad mm -hmm. who played the voice of Olaf in Frozen. I think he was on The Tonight Show. When Frozen came out, and he was telling a story about his little girl, and how she was, like, quoting the movie. Like, she was really obsessed with Frozen, but not because she liked him, her father as Olaf, because she really liked Elsa and Anna. Uh -huh. And she... I like most little and girls. And his <laughs> wife, I think, at this time, had another baby. And so they were working really hard to make sure his little girl didn't get jealous. And he walked in on her, and she was in her room one day, and her back was turned, and he was like, are you okay? And she goes, don't come any further. I don't know how to control my powers. <laughs> she was being Elsa, and in the scene when Tom Cruise was in the so shadows, <laughs> and he was and he was talking to Jenny, and he was like, "Don't come near me. I don't know what I am." I immediately thought of Josh Gad's daughter. So look up that interview. It'll do I think more justice. Told me about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so that reminds me of something that I would do when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I knew the entire monologue in the beginning of um Beauty and the Beast. Oh really? The entire thing I can uh, recite it. I don't remember it now. But. I used to play like there was a mound at Holland State Park mm -hmm. in the sand, and I used to like push myself up on it and be like, part of your world. <laughs> like uh, Ariel. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, imagine your yeah. hair is like flowing behind yeah. you. And you're like, oh. So, yeah. 
So look up that interview if you want to compare the two scenes because I think Tom Cruise got some acting advice from <laughs> the little, little girl. Gad. I don't know how to, little yeah. Gad, baby Gad, yeah, <laughs> mini Gad. Um, oh man, yeah. So that was a terrible movie overall. So would you recommend it to anyone? No, don't watch it. <laughs> I would not either. It's terrible, and it's set up for a sequel. Yeah. Because he brought Jake Johnson back to life, apparently. Right. And then they're riding horses. Horses in the... Were they riding horses in the desert? Or were they camels? I think they were horses. I think they were horses. Yeah, it's I can't weird. remember. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it is weird that they're riding horses. And it's like... You know, it's such a... Uh, you know, I think I'm done talking about the movie. <laughs> Actually, yeah. are you done? You think you're done? Oh, I'm done. Yeah, okay. The movie's terrible. So, um... We are now on Spotify, which I'm super thrilled about. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Um, one of the guys from the meetup group who found us on Spotify. You're the best. Yeah. Um, his name is Dustin. He's cool. Um, there you go, Dustin. I've never met you, but you <laughs> sound like Dustin. you know your Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are on iTunes. I don't think all of our stuff is on iTunes, unfortunately. I did finally figure out how to unhide it after, like, two weeks, so that's good. Good job. <laughs> thanks, nice work. Thanks, thanks. Um, so, you know, leave us a review, uh, follow us, uh, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Um, comment and let us know what you hate or what you like. <laughs> yeah. Preferably what you like, but if you have some comments about right. what you hate, be nice about it. Follow us on Instagram. We don't come up as we are the watchers of movies. We come up as watchers of movies. So just find us like that. Um, and we also have a Facebook page. So follow us there and comment, whatever, and... Tell your friends about us. If you have any ideas for movies, maybe yeah, throw totally. them out. I have a list, but if I'm always looking for, you know. If we watch The Mummy, we'll pretty much watch everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we watch Mono, Sands of Fate. Did you ever yeah. see that? I have seen just very small bits of it, because I think it was a Mystery Science Theater yeah, 3000. Yeah. I watched the I whole thing. I didn't see the episode, but I've horrible. seen like tiny clips. It was, it was so bad, it was almost good. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Anyway, well, that's not... The Mummy will never get to that no, point. No, it's not. It's not. It's not going to be a cult classic. Yeah. No, definitely not. Anyway, bye! Bye!